Kyle, am I a terrorist now, according to our government? I am. I never thought I could be such a thing. Oh yeah, Kyle, the insurrection continues. Allegedly. DarbyCast, Wildcard Friday. Welcome, DarbyCast doctors. If you are new to the DarbyCast, I'm going to tell you, just, you should probably split. You're going to want to miss this. Kyle and I were on a roll of some pretty dicey subject matter. Things like going to church, treating people with respect, going to school, not hating people in general, physical fitness. Kyle, what else have we been talking about? Just all the things that are good and wholesome in this world, which are now apparently signs of unadulterated evil. That's right. Kyle, you're from Dubai. You've got kind of a year-round tan, don't you, pal? I don't think you qualify as a white supremacist. However, you do work with me, so by association, you very well could be, according to lunatics who are now in charge of a lot of stuff. Boy, what a show. You know, I used to think growing up that white supremacists were skinheads with swastika tattoos who wanted to lynch people. But apparently now they are senior citizens who work at Walmart or other places. Yeah, the people who stormed the beaches of Normandy Turns out the Americans are the Nazis. Whew, what a plot twist, Kyle. What a plot twist. Man, what an insurrection. Yeah, if you're of a fairer complexion, you are now an enemy combatant slash terrorist. And you have clearly entrenched yourself in maybe your home that you own or your apartment. And sure, you leave to do things like going to work. Your radical ideology of going to work, obeying laws, treating people well, expecting that other people treat you well, not hate the shit out of you, just because it's in vogue. Boy, what a show. I don't really know how to describe what's going on right now. It doesn't make a ton of sense to me. But thankfully, the Biden administration is righting the wrongs of the evil dictator that was voted out. I think that might be the first dictator I've ever heard of that was like, "Dah, lost the vote. Kyle, you got a great dog, man. I just got to say that. I know she just interrupted my train of thought, but let's talk about the dictator, Donald J. Trump, who left office because he was voted out. Not a lot of people are buying that. People are still saying, Biden, you don't seem very popular. But people on the left are like, he's the unifying grandpa we need, even though we hate him because of because he's white. Um, but he's a bad guy, but he's also a good guy. We don't know how to feel about him. We are eagerly awaiting Don Lemon's monologue to figure out how to make sense of all of this, because all of what we believe or most of it is very conflicting. Yes, the evil country in which many people live is also the country that they want to be in. I find that interesting. Yeah, I think everything is racist now. I didn't quite realize that until a friend of mine was, well, it was Kyle. He told me to go on Google and type the question, is blank racist? And blank can just be anything. So I was like, Kyle, this couldn't be. And he said, it is. 
And I'm like, whoa, Kyle, talk about a counterpoint. So I indulged Kyle's challenge that he issued me. I'm a sucker for a challenge. And so I typed things into Google. Kyle, I don't know if we should allow your dog into the DarbyCast studio. She is pawing at the door. It's a little distracting, but again, she's very cute looking. And that leaves me in a bit of a decisional conundrum. Do I compromise the audio quality or do I tell your dog simply to fuck off? I don't know if I have the heart to do it. I'm going to ask you to do it, Kyle. Why don't you go ahead and get that done? Just out of respect for the listeners, if you would. Right then. Where were we? Ah, yes. Is everything racist? So I was executing searches. First ones that Kyle recommended to me. And then I let my imagination fly. I let it grow up. I let my imagination turn from a caterpillar into a butterfly. A monarch butterfly. One that spread its glorious wings and utilized Google as a search engine. Not a lot of butterflies are doing that these days, but my imagination is one of them. Don't rule it out. Butterflies are capable. However, we looked at things like, are all white people racist? And the answer to that, obviously, yes, a lot of articles came up. Then, is the United States racist? Of course it is. These were all of Kyle's suggestions, and I said, Kyle, let's go deeper. So we started Googling things that were quite commonplace, like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, which, as you may have guessed, are racist. Top results of Google. These are the arbiters of truth in our world, and they have deemed that there are some sandwiches that are not okay. We Googled, is air racist? Turns out it is. Gravity, also racist. Today I might search camping, sleeping bags, campfires. I'm into camping. If you didn't pick that up, I think camping's really cool. What other things are racist? Just maybe as an exercise today, you take a break from work. And you say, I'm going to go to Google. the." company that handles over 80% of the world's searches, who make sure that a lot of websites are ranked over other websites in terms of their quote-unquote natural search results, which is a form of soft censorship, dare I say. But then again, you got to do what you got to do to combat terror. A lot of terrorists, I think. Yeah, people who disagree with putting trannies in girls' bathrooms where there might be children. You just get in an old cross-dresser who whips his dick out and is like, where's the urinal? Some child is like, I don't know, sir. And he's like, it's ma'am, you bitch. It's like, whoa. Good thing we got Biden in office to make sure that's possible. Hell yeah. Yes. It's things like that, making a very small percentage of the population who are struggling in a big way. It's doing things like that to make sure that odd fringe groups of the population who don't really contribute to a healthy society, I'm going to call that out, people who mutilate their genitalia are not necessarily, I think, people we should look up to. I'm not saying to be mean to them, but I'm also not saying to drop everything about what we know about 
X and Y chromosomes to indulge the fantasies of somebody who isn't quite stringing things together in the way that 99.9% of the population is. Listen, I don't want anybody to struggle in this world, but the fact of the matter is that chopping off our legs to be as tall as the shortest guy in the room to make the short guy feel good, it leaves us with no legs and a lot of blood uh, dripping out of our legs. Do you see that? A lot of people say social justice is like rising the tides. All the boats will float at the same level. And as nice as that is, it seems as though the way that people are going about this are like sink the medium-sized ships. No, no, not the huge ships, not the cruise liners, not the shipping tankers owned by billionaires. We need to take out the medium-sized ships. Fucking medium-sized ships, son of a bitch. Talk about the path to hell being paved with good intentions. Do we want people in our country to succeed and do well and not be scared and have a rough time? I think that is generally something that most people want. Certainly us terrorists. Crazy, radical ideology that everybody would grow up in a safe environment that was conducive to them growing up without extreme psychological trauma. Talk about the ravings of lunatics. Insurgents. Militants. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I'm not buying it. Can you imagine being one of those people who's like, yeah, we got a you, yep, <clears throat> we got a terrorist situation on our hands. All these evil bastards going to work and spending time with their children and playing with puppies. They're practically radical jihadists, hell bent on suicide bombing in the name of their religion. And it's like, have you ever heard of Christianity? Do you know what's going on with JC? He kind of preaches love, but also, I'm going to tell you something about JC that many people have forgotten. JC called people out in a huge way. He went up to people and was like, you're doing things wrong. I don't hate you, but you're definitely doing things super wrong. And that is sometimes necessary. People give me feedback constantly, and I invite it. I ask for it because I want to know how people perceive me, at least in some sort of way. I don't want to give in to everybody being like, you should do this. You should wear a V-neck. You should gel your hair. If people were giving me a lot of style tips, I wouldn't necessarily listen to those things. But if people were like, you know, people don't like the way you conduct yourself. You seem to alienate everyone with whom you come into contact. You have a radioactive personality that emanates things like dread, doom, and bad times. You're a bummer, man. That would kind of make me think a little bit and be like, whoa, maybe I'm not as great as I thought I was. Yeah, it turns out that a little introspection from time to time is a good thing, and people can prompt that introspection. Usually the best way to do it is a question. That way people don't get defensive. So you ask them things like, hey, do you think everybody's super fired up on the way that you conduct yourself? And if the response is like, I don't care, it's like, ooh, huh, that's different. But boy, what a fun show it is. We're back in the Paris Climate Accords, so we can pay a bunch of money to change the global temperature. That'll work. We are finally linked up with that 
chick who makes the angry face and said, like, you ruined my childhood at the UN. What was she talking about? And what were the people who were fired up on her speech so thrilled about? It's like you're going to make your spokesperson for a global movement to raise tax money to change the temperature. You got a child to do that. And then she makes a sassy face. Is she really pulling the strings? I don't think she is. They're like, you ruined my childhood. I wonder if calling a kid a terrorist kind of messes up his childhood or her childhood. Just food for thought. Who knows? Sometimes you got to ask the questions. But yeah, a lot of censorship going on. Parlor still nowhere to be found. And people are like cheering that on. They're like, yeah, if they weren't wrong, we wouldn't have to censor their opinions. It's like, do you understand free speech? You know what's going on there? Free speech is the speech that you disagree with. That's what you're fighting to defend. It expands your horizons and hopefully occasionally makes you say like, oh, I didn't quite see it that way. Maybe, maybe there's a new angle that would prompt me to reconfigure my worldview. Tell you what's interesting. There's total free speech for positions of the left and people are like, your ideas suck. A lot of them are super bogus. I don't know how we're going to pay for things. You say we're the worst country ever. What are you doing here? Like, boy, let's go back to the episode early. I think it may have been episode 11 entitled The Internet Was a Mistake. And boy, was it. Boy, was it. Yeah. In that episode, I declared that a lot of people didn't really have the moral high ground on which to stand to preach their nonsensical dogma to the masses. And you know what? I might be in that category, but I don't think I'm really preaching. I feel like I'm just telling halfway idiotic stories and people have a chuckle from time to time and they're like, this freaking place. I can't find this anywhere anymore. Things keep going away. And I got to tell you, Kyle brought up an interesting question to me the other day. He said, are we going to get canceled? And I looked at Kyle in the eye and I said, perhaps, perhaps we may be blogged to death by fat chicks with blue hair. Devastating. Freedom fighters, fat chicks with blue hair, riding rascal scooters, torch bearers of civilization. Yeah, those are the glue people that have always held it together. Those are the people we should be modeling ourselves after. Right, Kyle? Right. What a show. Just fascinating. It's fascinating. You're not allowed to criticize a lot of people anymore. You're really, really not. If you criticize protected classes, even if they're acting like huge assholes, you are evil, even if their actions are evil. And it's like, listen, I don't have any problem with what you look like or where you're from. However, you are acting in a way that makes people nervous. Crowded theater, right? Crowded theater. A lot of people are kind of throwing their hands up and they're like, ah, I'm too apathetic to say anything at this point. I'm really worn out. That's a bummer. There's other people who are terrified to speak their minds. And that is also a bummer. The conditions of American culture. I was quite certain that we were in a state of cultural crisis far before COVID. When attacks on the nuclear family were made and chicks were being like, I need more abortions. It's like, have you heard of birth control? Maybe like you start there first. That was a single facet of it. 
But now, boy, things seem to be a little bit weird. And you can tell how paranoid the people in power are. Goodness gracious, are they paranoid. They are exceptionally rattled all the time. If they were so confident that their ideas were good, they wouldn't quite need to censor, would they? Or maybe I'm just an idiot terrorist. These are my backwards fundamentalist beliefs. Radical, out of control, stupid, idiotic, dangerous. That could be the case. That could very well be, right? And if you are a longtime listener of the Darby cast, perhaps you're in that category too, you evil terrorist fuck. Yeah, you're a, you're a real piece of work. But I tell you what, if all of this bums you out, let me just reframe your tude, right? Let me reframe the tude attitude because it seems like there's a lot of opportunities, more so than ever, an increasing number of opportunities to be like, what is going on? I don't like it. Here is the silver lining. You're going to be okay. Why are you going to be okay? You're asking right now, why am I going to be okay? Generally, because you're a decent person who has friends and other people like being around and people are willing to help because you are open to things like feedback. If you weren't open to feedback, chances are you're a flagrant narcissist that people just don't really care for. They probably laugh at you behind your back and they're like, good Lord, you heard about Ashley lately? Not only is she a total boner because of the way her parents chose to spell her name. Bad start, right, Ashley? But she is so self-absorbed. And I don't think her opinions are rooted in her seeing farther into the future than about eh, maybe an hour and a half. It's like, oh, Ashley, maybe you shouldn't have gotten plowed at the discotheque by a stranger who you allowed to leave it in. Then you had a pregnancy and you're like, well, abort, mission abort. I don't know why I'm gravitating so much towards the issue of abortion. I had different views on it as a youth. I feel like there are definitely fail-safes that exist before shoving a vacuum to the cervix and being like, all right, let's get you out of here, you weird creature. Ashley, you don't you know you were entrusted with the duty of protecting that child from all the horrors of the world, especially in its most vulnerable and innocent state, which you could argue is inside the womb? Oh, so many fundamentally strange beliefs held by people on the extreme left. And I think a lot of moderates are moving farther right, not because they're all of a sudden flying Confederate flags at their house and saying, like, should we cut up some sheets and become Klansmen? I don't think that's necessarily the case. Bunch of random families being like, all right, kids, we're going to go get swastika tattoos. Who's in? You have to. We're terrorists. We are Nazis, kids. I don't think that's really going on. But you now seem to have a media apparatus, tech apparatus, and government that are all working in concert that are more than okay with trying to railroad families into being terrorists. What a show. What a show. Yeah, there's a new N-word in town, and it's Nazi. Yeah, maybe that's what I'll call the episode for shock value. Just call it the N-word. Boy, would that get a bunch of clicks. People would be like, no. 
and then you kind of pull the chair out from underneath him. That's a quiet reference to multiple NBA MVP power forward of the Utah Jazz in 1996 and 1997. That's Carl Malone, red-blooded American who now owns a Chevrolet dealership in Utah. Fun fact. And what does he have on the upstairs of the Chevrolet dealership? Because it's two stories. Super cool, super dynamic, great American. Trophies. He has a mini Hall of Fame paying homage to his teammates, including terrorist John Stockton. Yeah. Oh, he was raining chaos down on the NBA mercilessly with passes. Another thing I heard, and this will be my last thought, is that there are people of color, which I think is a weird thing to call somebody in the first place. I'm going to call that out. I don't know if I've ever said that on the Darby cast before, but being like, you're a POC. It's like, what the, like, why are you calling me that? Apparently there are, according to the triple threat, that is media, government, and big tech, there are a lot of people of color who are terrorist sympathizers, even racist white supremacists themselves. That has not made a ton of sense to me thus far. Maybe if I just hear that repeated enough, I will eventually come around and begin championing such nuanced ideas. Kyle, I think you're going to get labeled a racist white supremacist. Classic Arab Klansman. That's you, Kyle. That is you. But we're in this together, Kyle. To the end. Anglo-American of mixed European descent and a second-generation American from descendants of Dubai. As evil as they come, Kyle, that's, I think, what we are, at least according to some people. However, despite the nonsense, my self-esteem remains high. I know there's a couple listeners of the Darby cast who are of Ashkenazi Jewish descent. Oh, I know this. And I've got news for them. Sorry, guys, you're now Nazis, according to the establishment. How dare you? How dare you? Let me issue a shame warning to you guys and gals. You're bad. You're you're Nazis. Darbycast doctors, boy, this is a wild card Friday. And I laid a little too much out on the table, but sometimes you just got to do that. You got to do that. And you got to do it with a twist of humor, twist of lime but not a Bud Light Lime. Disgusting. Who likes fruit-flavored beer? Really terrible people. Like Ashley, who would be drinking during the pregnancy if she brought it to term. Fetal alcohol syndrome. Weird-looking alien baby head. Very different. But maybe those babies are the new best people ever, according to the left. Let them play. Good job. That'll do it for Darby Cast. We'll be back next week on our countdown to the 100th episode. This is episode 90, and let's call it the N-word just for shock value. Huh, Kyle? Terrible idea? Let's do it anyway. DarbyCast.